0: When imagination ruled and creativity had no limits listen now to wbw theater
1: there seems to be only two kinds of people in the montana territory the good and the bad sometimes it's hard to tell which is which
2: frontier gentlemen here with an englishman's account of life and death in the west as a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories, but as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. Now starring James Christian Morris is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman.
1: I was on my way back to Fort Benton on the Missouri River when I reached Helena, and there I was lucky enough to receive an offer of transportation in a wagon. So I sold my horse and we set out on the Mullen Road. My companion, or bushwhacker as he called himself, was a leathery, stringy chap who might have been 50 or 70. It was hard to tell. His name was George Scales, and he seemed more than happy to have someone to talk to.
3: Yes, sir. I was one of the first out to the California Gold Rush. Went out with my father in 49. Now, how old you figure I am, boy?
1: Well, I... Fifty-eight.
3: Fifty-eight wouldn't think it now, would you?
1: Well, I...
3: Fifty-eight never had a sick day in my life. Been married three times, buried two. The third got took by Apaches down in Arizona territory. (laughs) <laughs> I pity the poor son-of-a-gun Indian that's hooked up with her. Boy, she was the meanest piece of calico you ever set eyes on. That was a lucky day for me. You, uh, are you married? No. You take no, I... my advice, boy. What, what you say your name was? Kendall. Kendall? You ain't kin to the Brown County, Texas Kendalls, are you? No. <laughs> now, okay. come to think of it there, their name wasn't Kendall. It was Pridzen. Now, how come you figure I misremembered that? Now, what was it we were talking about? Well,
1: now, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Now, you
3: take my father, 86 years old two weeks back. I'm taking him home to bury him.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
3: Oh, it ain't the thing for sorrow. All got to go up to the Salt River sometime. Old Buzzard's been in California better than 30 years. That ain't no place for a man to sack his saddles. So, last trip out, I said, Pa. I gotta take you back to Kentucky. Cause when you bite the dust, it ain't fitting you do it in this place. That's what I said. Oh,
1: uh, I see. Yeah,
3: we got a place in Kentucky. and Figure he ought to rest comfortable there.
1: Well, did he die on the way? Uh, on the <laughs> way to...
3: If he did it since you got on back in Alabama. Oh, no. The old buzzer ain't dead yet. He's asleep in the wagon. Oh. Eats and sleeps ain't much else to do, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> old buzzer. Deaf as a post. When he wakes up, you just say hello, smile at him, and he'll think that's just fine. Just fine. <coughs> hey, you want a chop?
1: Uh, no, thank you you don't talk much, now, do you? Uh, no. I suppose not. What's your business? I'm a newspaper correspondent. Writer? Yes.
3: Hmm. Newspaper fella, huh?
1: Yes, that's right.
3: Oh, uh, had me a-run-in with one of your kind back in 62, or maybe it was 63, I... I was a mule skinner with Major McCleave down in Apache country. You ever been down there? No. Mean, purely mean country. Ain't fitting for nothing. Uh, Hey, hey, (laughs) sonny. Hey, the old buzzard's woke up.
4: Uh,
3: Everything's fine, Pop. uh, I'm hungry. Oh, you ain't never nothing but, Pa. Got a way to go yet, Pa. Hey, this here's Mr. Kendall. He got on in hell uh, Yeah, How do you do, Mr.
1: Scales?
3: Huh? Uh. <laughs> it don't matter what you say. Just talk good and loud.
1: Yes, I... Ah... Uh... I understand you're going back to Kentucky. What, what is he saying? <laughs> no telling. You go back
3: to sleep, you old buzzard. I'll tell you when it's time to eat. Oh. <laughs> He's gonna do it. Guess he didn't like ya! Oh. When meets a stranger, he'll talk your ear off. Talking this man I ever seen. If he don't take to you, he does what I tell him. Like as not he'll keep his mouth shut now till you get off in Banton.
1: I'm sorry.
3: Oh no cause, no cause, mister. Man can't help what he is. I just hope you ain't like that sheep killing dog of a newspaper feller I was telling you about. <laughs> I sure did sharpen my hoe on him.
1: <laughs> well, Whatever he did, I assure you, I'll be very careful not to make the same mistake.
3: Newspaper, fellas.
1: At midday, we stopped for our meal. Scales, senior and junior kept up an extraordinary conversation, during which time I was completely ignored. The pair remind me a little of Dickensian characters, a certain gentleman and his aged parent. After his food, the aged parent clambered back into the wagon and presumably went back to sleep as we continued on our way. An offering of tobacco mellowed scales somewhat, and I felt that possibly I might be forgiven for my... My sin of association. It was late that afternoon when we saw three riders. They were halted by the side of the road.
3: If you know how to use that gun of yours, Kendall, you'd better be ready to reach.
1: You think they're outlaws?
3: Man's bone seasoned. He don't take chances, not in these parts.
1: It looks as though one of them is hurt.
3: Well, that's a fact, and well, I... I'd be a way-bellied (laughs) stump-sucker. A woman! One's a woman! Look at that! If that don't beat all... Whoa! Whoa there! Whoa! Hey! Hey, you
4: got trouble? Haven't got any medicines, have ya?
3: No. Got some whiskey.
4: It's my husband. He's hurt, kind of bad.
5: Oh, it ain't nothing, I tell you, Dory. Just let me rest a while, we'll get on. You ain't gonna make it, Bill. Shut up. Mister, I'll buy your whiskey. That'll fix
1: me.
4: No such thing. It isn't whiskey you need. Either of you gents know about doctrine?
1: No, ma'am. Well, I know a little,
4: not much. Let him take a look, Bill. Jack, here, come on. Give him a hand down.
3: You know, Kendall, I got a feeling I know that fella. Mm. I, I've seen him, but I, I ain't sure where.
1: Why don't you bring your whiskey out, Mr. Scales? He looks as though he could use it. Uh,
3: all right.
4: Here, get your jacket off, Bill. Easy, woman.
1: Take it easy. Oh, man, that sure looks wicked. You'd better sit down. There's a rock over there. Come, Come along. When did this happen?
4: Three days ago.
1: And did you get the bullet out? No. I'm all right, I tell you, just let me rest. You're not all right. That's gangrene. The shoulder and arm. There's a doctor in Helena. It wouldn't take you more than three hours to get there. We ain't going to Helena, mister. We're going to Fort Benton. But that's over a hundred miles. You've already got a fever. If I were you, you I'd ain't stay... ain't me.
4: Oh, Bill, he's right. Now, please, let's go back. No!
1: I think I could remove the bullet, but that won't help. You ain't no doctor.
3: Here, pour some of this panther juice in your gizzard. Cure everything from the rattles to... No, oh, it ain't gonna cure that.
5: Give me the bottle. Take a good big slug, Bill.
3: I do not know him someplace.
5: Not likely to, mister.
3: I never forgot a face. I swear I seen his. Mind if I ask your name?
5: I'm obliged for your whiskey.
3: We'll be moving on.
5: Oh, Bill, what good is it gonna do? You're sick. Can't ride all that way. Now, do like he says. Let's go. Dora, you heard what I said. Come on now.
1: Painted. We carried him to the wagon, put him inside. The aged parent woke up, smiled pleasantly at the newcomers, and watched with interest as the wife and the one called Jack did what they could to make the wounded man comfortable. I felt a tug at my sleeve. Scales drew me away from the wagon. I know him, I
3: remember, I know who he is. and I- I never forget a man's face. Only difference now. He he ain't got the mustache he used to wear. The Powder River Kid, Bill Logan. That's who. Oh? Oh? Ain't you got no savvy? The Powder River Kid. He's wanted in more territories than even the James boys. Why, I've seen the posters. There's $2,000 reward for him, dead or alive. Well. What do you say? Make pretty good sharing, son. Huh? Muy dinero. Thousand for you, thousand for me.
1: Of course, his wife and his friend might have something to say about that. Then we
3: shoot him. Sure, shoot him now. Then we take the kid on an independent and collect. I don't think he'll live that
1: long. Not without a doctor.
3: <laughs> Who's talking about alive? The poster says, live or dead. Come to think of it, we would be better off if we shot him. Might be a sack full of trouble. I seen him draw once. Down in Virginia City it was. He fanned two men down so quick he had his gun back in the holster before they hit the ground. Mister?
1: Yes? Coming.
3: The other fella's getting out of the wagon too.
1: Were we
4: gonna kill him? No. He's still unconscious, mister. You said you could take out the bullet. Maybe it would do some good.
1: There's too much poison. He's got one chance, and that's to take him back to Helena.
4: This your wagon, Mr. Kendall? Oh, no,
1: ma'am. It's mine. George Scales.
4: Mr. Scales, I'll pay you $200 if you turn around and take us back to Helena.
3: Well, now, that's a mighty attractive offer. I don't know, Dory. Bill said
5: that... I
4: don't I'm... care what he said. Right now, he's dying. No, I
5: ain't. Mister, my wife offers you two hundred to take me back to Helena. You let me rest a while in your wagon till I'm fit to ride the other way. I'll I'll make
3: it three hundred. That's fair. Yes, sir, that's a fair deal. (laughs) I'll do that. Make yourself at home. The old buzzard's my pa. If he talks to you too much, just holler good and loud. Go to sleep, yo buzzard!
5: You're out right in here with me, Dory. Jack, stay on your horse. Sure, Bill. Just take it easy.
3: All right, boys, let's play moose! Yeah, I'd be getting some rain by and by.
1: Yes. Might be an idea to camp. <laughs> I
3: bet the Powder River Kid thinks so. This trail ain't the softest. Hey, how long you figure till he hangs up his hat?
1: I don't know, but I wouldn't worry about it.
3: I'm worrying, but been doing some thinking. How come you suppose he don't want to go back to Helena? Somebody's after him. I imagine. Well, that's my guess, and. If somebody's a U.S. marshal and that marshal finds him before the kid dies, you figure maybe we'll have to cut another share on the reward.
1: A fine legal point.
3: Well, I ain't gonna worry. Dark coming on. Hey, there's a likely-looking clearing up the road. Yeah, I gotta feed the old buzzard. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: After the supper, I walked away from the camp, to a rise overlooking the Missouri. There were flashes of lightning in the east, and you could see the outline of heavy, black clouds. But there hadn't been any rain yet. I stood for about ten minutes smoking my pipe, then I heard steps behind me.
4: Scale said you came up this way.
1: How's your husband?
4: Well, I think the fever's worse. Will he make it?
1: I'm not a doctor.
4: You don't have to be.
1: You should have gone back to Helena.
4: He couldn't. He was afraid to. Scales knows who he is, doesn't he? You know. Yes. There's been a marshal trailing us for six months. He caught up with Bill and Helena. My brother Jack helped him get away, and we hid out in the town for three days.
1: Well... Why didn't you get a doctor? Uh,
4: He wouldn't let us. There's a reward. Bill was afraid a doctor would try and collect. Just like your friend wants to.
1: He is pretty obvious, isn't he?
4: Ugh. Man's luck runs out. The coyote started snapping for the leavings. Me and Bill was on our way to Benton before the marshal caught up with him. We figured on going back east. Hmm.
1: Were you and your brother both working with Logan?
4: No. And Bill hasn't done anything wrong since we was married. Mr. Kendall, I... I'll tell you a straight thing. I haven't been what a man like you'd call a decent woman. Most of my life, I... I've been a wild one. But not since Bill.
1: I wish I could help, Mrs. Logan.
4: I... i really come to ask you to... I I saw it done once before with a man's leg that got like Bill's arm. They cut it off.
1: Uh, Yes. Uh, I thought of that. It's too late. The poison's in his shoulder. and wouldn't do any good. I'm sorry.
4: Uh, A preacher out in Utah married us. He'd never heard of the Powder River Kid. He thought we was nice folks. Well, I... I better get back to the camp.
1: I went with her. Jack was with Logan in the wagon. Scales' father was sitting on his haunches by the campfire. Sucking on a piece of root candy and whittling a sliver of wood, he rocked back and forth, humming to himself. Scales leaned against a tree, ruminating on a piece of tobacco. He beckoned me. what she she not She wanted me to cut off his arm.
3: That's a woman for you. You aim to do it?
1: No. Wouldn't do any good. Probably kill him.
3: Sure wouldn't think he was a gunslinger, would you? Not now, you wouldn't. Sick and whimpering like a dying pup.
1: You think we should go on tonight?
3: Not on this trail. With rains coming, no, sir. Besides, the old buzzard don't like traveling in the dark. I hope he don't keep that up all night. None of us will get any shut-eye.
4: Oh, now lie back. Lie back, honey. It'll be better.
1: Anything I can do, Jack?
5: No. He's sick to the head right now. Don't even know Dory. Mm (laughs) Dory says you know about us. We figured so. I think you're all right, Kendall. My sister does too. But I want to tell you not to start thinking about that reward.
4: Mr. Kendall? Yes? Will you come back a minute?
3: All right. Maybe he's dead, huh? Maybe.
4: He wants to talk to you.
5: Dory going up with that bushwhacker. What I got to say is private.
4: Make him stay quiet.
5: Come over closer, will you? Is the old man asleep? Ah, yes. Now listen, I'm finished. There ain't no doctor for nothing's going to help me now. I feel it. Now I never asked a favor of no man in my life. I'm asking one now. What is it? There's a reward for me. It ain't much, only 2000 but it means mean something for Dory. They ain't gonna pay no reward for a man that's died natural-like. Or if they do, like as not, it'll go to that Marshall fella for stopping me off. I want you to fix it, so Dory can get it.
3: Well,
1: how?
5: You feel me full of lead? Shoot you! Yeah, shoot me. No. I trust you. You see, I... I trust you to give the money to Dory. Uh, you're out of your head. No, 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 mister. I ain't. Last night, but, but not now. It's the best I can do for her. She's a good woman. Now let me give her something, for she don't have to go back to what she was.
1: I can't
5: kill you. You got a right to. Look, I'm wanted, Kendall. I've done more killings than I can remember. It ain't a wrong thing for you to do. You could say I was trying to escape. I
1: It's an I draw on you? It doesn't make any difference. We both know you wouldn't shoot. I'm sorry. I don't think he felt very much pain after that. He just drank Scales whiskey and talked quietly to his wife. He died. Just before the sun went down. Dead now. I think so.
3: You figure she'll want to take him into Benton or bury him right here? I don't know. Sure does seem a shame. And to see and to see that reward go up in smoke.
1: Perhaps it doesn't have to. How you mean? How come? I could ride back to Helena. Wouldn't take me more than a few hours.
3: Well, what good would that do? Well,
1: <laughs> I'd take him back with me. Yeah? All you have to do is to see that they don't try to stop me.
3: Listen, boy, for a thousand dollars, nobody's gonna stop you. The old buzzard's still spry enough to hold a gun. I just have to tell him who to point it at is all. Hey, uh, how do I know you'll come back?
1: Well, I imagine you'll just have to take my word for it.
3: Hmm... Ain't never trusted a newspaper fella yet, but I guess there ain't no choice.
1: I give you my word of honor. I'll come back.
3: All right. Oh, Curry's in there too. Why ain't gonna be nothing to it. All right, Curry. You keep your hands high. Now both of you get on over to the other side of the wagon. The Powder River kids going back to Helena!
1: Scales shouted instructions to his father, who disarmed the dead man <laughs> and curry, then held a gun steady, a smile on his old face, head nodding approvingly. I took Logan's body out of the wagon and tied it onto a horse. And just before I rode away, I saw Mrs. Logan watching me, crying. A soundless, terrible cry. I must have traveled ten miles into the night before I found the courage to... to do what I had to do. I led the horses off the road, tethered them, and took down Logan's body. He looked peaceful. Forgive me, Logan. I delivered the body to the Marshal in Helena, and collected $2,000 reward for the capture and killing of Bill Logan, alias the Powder River Kid. Then I took the horses and rode back to where I'd left the wagon. Did you get it, boy? Did you get the money?: I got it. One of these days I'm going to catch up with you, Mister. Get on your horses. You too, Mrs. Logan. Go on. One of these days
3: <laughs> <laughs> That was fine, boy. Fine. Now come on, let's divvy up.
1: Afraid not, Mr. Scales. I've got some bad news for you. You are getting nothing. What? Exactly. Drop your gun, or the old buzzard's gonna lose his son.
3: Huh. I might have known, just like the other one, a stinking
1: no-good low-down newspaper fella. Goodbye, Mr. Scales. It's been a most unpleasant association I took Logan's horse and caught up with Mrs. Logan and her brother a little further along Moreland Road I gave her $2,000 and together we rode on to Fort Benton
2: Montana Territory Frontier Gentleman was written, produced, and directed by Dennis Moore and stars James Christian Morris as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Ryan Kiernan, Stephen Har, Rio Van Zandt, Nick Matthews, and Bobby Cody. Join us next week for another report from the Frontier Gentleman. Antonio Lexaro speaking. This is the KWBW Radio Network.
0: Join us again as we bring you exciting thrills and adventure, rip-roaring comedy, and shoot-'em-up westerns and gangbusters. Next time, when your imaginations will be invited into the theater of the mind that is WBW Theater.